This presentation is going to talk about interviewing for the health sciences. Application. It's meant to determine your oral communication skills, which if you think about going into the health sciences, um, oral communication is truly the basis of your profession. It demonstrates your attitude, your professionalism, the who you are as a person with your interpersonal skills, and then also the verbal and nonverbal components that would occur as you're interacting with patients and your coworkers. Also, when they're looking at the is 15 minutes. Within that time frame, they have a sense of how you'll connect with somebody in maybe the five minutes when the patient first walks into the room. So we want to make sure that your ability to have oral communication skills that demonstrate your um, skills in the profession are demonstrated during the interview, and these are some things that you can work on um, throughout this process, getting ready for the real thing. When we talk about the assessment, envisioning you as if you've already joined the profession. They're looking for your level of sincerity and your passion. So if they've already read your application prior to interview, does the person that they're seeing in front of them match? On the other side of that, if they're interviewing you and then they go and look at your application, does it match? So all the way through, are you truly a sincere person and representing on paper and in person Assessing your skills and strengths, they may do this in different ways by presenting you with scenarios or asking you questions where you have to give examples specific to your experiences. Um, they may ask you to talk about your strengths, but usually it's going to be more in a sense of give us an example of or here is a situation, how would you handle it? And then also your people skills, just how do you interact with somebody, what is your eye contact? Always going to be nervous in the interview, but do you have good people skills even after the nerves have gone away? The other thing is going to clarify your application materials. Sometimes they're going to be able to ask questions specific to your application if it's a system called Open File where they're reviewing the materials in advance. If not, you can clarify information if it's a closed file interview by being aware of your paper application so that you can talk about some of the things that you know may come up in the discussion um, about you with the committee members. Many times they're going to ask for a photograph of you as part of the centralized application. So when they sit down with the paper application to talk about you in a committee format, they're going to be able to remember what you look like in the interview because they're going to turn around and see what you look like with a picture that you've provided in the paper application. Um, a lot of times this is a way that they can envision that what you've said on paper matches who you are as a person. Um, another way that they can use this is to help them remember, um, not because you stood out in a strange way, but because you stood out in a good way as somebody that they want to bring into their program. The interview really is a significant part of the application. Sometimes students will think that if they could just get to the interview, they'd be able to offset bad GPAs or bad performance on an entrance exam, and it's not really the case. If everything in your application is really solid and you can come in and have good communication skills in your interview, that's going to strengthen your chances of being accepted. If everything in your application is good, but you can't have a solid interview, they may be concerned about your ability to communicate with the patients or with your colleagues in the classroom and that could then keep you out of the program and not bring you in. 
the interview should be the piece where you seal the deal, not where you make them really want to talk about you in a way that means maybe you're going to sit out for a year. Um, when we talk about its impact on acceptance, we can kind of break it down into different ways to look at yourself as a candidate. And you can assess these before you even go into the process. If your test scores and your grades are fairly average, the interview is going to be your chance to distinguish yourself from others and show reasons that those test scores and grades um, should not be the sole consideration for you being admitted to the program. If your test scores and grades are way above average and it appears on paper that you have almost a guaranteed chance of acceptance, the interview is the chance to confirm that you definitely are the right pick and that there shouldn't be any um, reason that for interpersonal reasons or um, your ability to interact with others that they should decide to say no. Um, the whole point of it is to give them a reason to say yes when they go back and look at the written materials and the applications and the letters because they really see who you are as a person, not a reason to look at the application materials and say, no, I really don't feel like we can accept this person into our program. Prior to your actual interview, you should receive an itinerary from the program that will describe a little bit about what the interview day is going to look like for um, the specific school that you're going to. But in general, um, interview days are either half day, full day, or they might be multi-day events. The structure of it might be a combination of things. If you think about um, what might happen in a half day, you're not going to be interviewing one-on-one -on -one with somebody that entire time. They're going to break out your half day, full day, or multi-day interview into orientations, tours, there might be meals or socials mixed in with that, opportunities to talk with faculty, staff, uh, students who are part of the program. They may have panels and presentations on different things that they really want to highlight for you. Career services, financial aid, current students, um, different places like that so you can learn more information. They might take you around to class demonstrations or give you a chance to see their facilities um, in action as if you were a student rather than just walking by and looking inside a lab. And then there'll be the personal interview part of it. There might be more than one interview. So you may have multiple people that you will talk to. And in some medical schools and some dental schools, there's a format called multi-mini interviews. MMI is the language that you'll see on most websites. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a, in a moment. Um, the big thing to keep in mind is that the interview begins when you get up in the morning and it ends when you get home. Um, everybody that you will interact with during that day could have an impact on the committee's decision. We've had feedback from students, um, specifically from admissions committees, where how a student acted during a tour made a difference on whether or not they wanted to accept the student because the student presented a different person when interacting with others. They're going to pay attention to you all day long, so make sure that you have that persona from the time you get up all the way until you finish the day. The personal interview format, um, this can take several different ways of looking at a single event. There might be one-on-one -on -one where you're meeting with faculty and professionals or students who are currently there. There could be multiple one-on-one -on -one sessions where they may have you meet with students, but then they'll turn around and have you meet with faculty or they'll have you meet with professionals. Um, an example of a mixed event like this is UNMC's PT program where they have three individual interviews. They're all one-on-one, -on -one, um, but you're meeting with different people who represent their program. The length of time can vary. Uh, 15 minutes is the shortest I've heard of it. Um, but those individual interviews can last up to an hour. So you need to be mentally prepared to sit there and have a conversation if that's the format that the school uses. Panel interview formats might uh, put you together with several faculty members or professionals. 
in a single room where you're going to answer questions from a variety of people, but it's just you as an interviewer. Or it might be a group setting where you have multiple interviewees, where it's you, a panel of people, but then also other people who are interviewing that day, and you'll all answer the same question, or you might answer a question together as the group, um, but you're being paired with other people who are there. And then some programs use what's called an impromptu writing exercise. They'll refer to it as a dean's essay, but it's just the ability to assess your writing on the, on the spot where you have time constraints and you're given a prompt and you have to answer the question to look at your analytical writing ability because everything you've done up to this point has been very polished. You've had time to look at it. You've reviewed it. This is how do you communicate in writing when you're just given an answer or given a question you have to give an answer. The MMI format is a newer interview format. It's not used everywhere, but it's definitely growing in popularity. Uh, it's not just limited to medical schools. There are some dental schools using it and some talk about some pharmacy programs starting to move this direction. MMI is really what it stands for, um, short interviews, so the mini. Um, eight to 10 minutes at each station. The number of stations can vary. Six to 10 seems to be the, the average number that most schools report having. In these MMI sessions, you could encounter a variety of things. It might actually be an interview where you're just going to answer standard interview questions with one person. You have eight minutes and then you rotate out. Or you might have to actually act through some things with a person in the room. You might have to answer questions about an ethical dilemma, maybe do a little bit of writing, might have to work together with another person who's interviewing on a project or a task. Um, all of these then you'll rotate between the different sessions. So if you think about 10 minutes, six, um, that's pretty intense for an hour. And it's not something that you can practice really well, except for sitting down with people and answering questions and paying attention to being concise or posing yourself with ethical dilemma questions and maybe having to answer them or getting a friend together, walking into a room and responding to what they give you. Um, outside of the rooms, if there's going to be interactions with an actor, they'll have information posted outside of the room that you'll have a couple minutes to look at, put together your thoughts, and then you'll go into the room. So it'll be one of those that as people are transitioning to stations, you'll step up, see what your scenario is, find out what your question is, have a chance to form your thoughts, and then you walk into the room, take care of it, and then move out to the next station. Um, these MMI sessions will usually be paired with other interview styles, panels, one-on-ones, multiple one-on-ones. Um, if you go out to YouTube, there's some really good examples out there. Some of them have been put together by medical schools to tell you this is what MMI is, this is what it looks like at our school, and there's also some fun spoofs that people have put together. Um, either way, do a little bit of research if you know the school that you're going to go to uses an MMI format. Some general interview tips to help you go through your day. We want to make sure that we communicate concisely, not ramble, answer the question. So if you focus on answering the question, the likelihood of rambling goes away because you focus on what the answer is that you need to give. Don't try to tell them everything in the first question. The tell me about yourself question is always the most frustrating because it's the one that doesn't provide you with any guidelines on how to end it. But if you look at tell me about yourself, just give them two or three things to work with, and then you can move on and answer other questions that they might give you. Um, we really don't want to force where the interview goes, and sometimes students will start the tell me about yourself question trying to force the interview in the direction they feel they want it to go because they have certain strengths that they want to talk about. 
but at the same time, that doesn't give the interviewer a chance to go through maybe set questions that they have or feel like they can really prompt you in ways that they want to to learn more about you. Uh, we do want to focus on your strengths. These are the things that are going to make you unique. So when they ask you, why do you feel you would be good at this particular health profession? Um, you need to be able to give them why you feel you'd be good at it, but also then qualify that. Answer that so what question like we do if we're writing the essay. Be able to understand why you feel that's something that you would want to say. Those will always be important. Um, try not to sound like everybody else, basically. Um, definitely provide examples from your application. This is where you're going to highlight. But if they ask you to um, talk about something that's in your application, don't feel like you have to go through everything in your resume. Uh, don't, and this is the same with that tell me about yourself question. Don't go through everything that you've been involved with and that you've done because it's going to sound like information that they already have access to. Um, give examples that are unique, especially when you think about your exposure to the healthcare professions or where you have helped people. These are going to be places that are probably going to be unique. And whenever possible, focus on the people and the relationships, not necessarily on what you did, but the other things around you. you know, what were the things that you observed? What were the things that really stood out for you? Um, not necessarily the details that you feel would impress them if you reported that you saw an open heart surgery. Don't focus on the open heart surgery, focus on the interactions of the other people in the room around the open heart surgery um, and maybe what was going on. And then always avoid those cliches, you know, where do you feel like you're going to sound like everybody else applying to professional programs and stay away from those if you can. I always encourage students to prepare in advance. There are so many things that are out of your control with the day. Um, but at the same time, you can take steps to be more in control. Um, thinking about you're always going to have expenses, so we don't want you to have to decline an interview because you can't afford to go. Be mindful of that when you're applying to programs. If you can't afford to interview at 10 programs across the country, don't apply to 10 programs across the country. Apply to schools that you know that if you get an interview, you can make it there. Also, the travel arrangements always plan for the worst case scenario. Interviews happen from August all the way through March. And so you could have interview situations when there's storms in the east. You could have interview situations where um, there's a thunderstorm that cancels flights. You know, thinking about what would be the worst case scenario and give yourself plenty of time to get there. Also, know if there's going to be traffic delays. If you're driving to your interview, know the route that you're going to take and have a backup plan in case there would be difficulties. Um, I encourage students to listen to a local radio station so that you get traffic updates. Um, might not be the coolest music that you want to listen to, but find a talk radio station that does a really good job giving traffic updates. And when they say, we suggest you take a different highway because of an accident, know in your mind what does a highway look like so you're not trying to find those details uh, while you're on the road. And then really know your application. Read through it in advance so that if it's an open file interview, you're prepared to answer questions on the application. This is also a place for you to realize, did you say more in your application than what you actually did? Because that would be something that would be caught in the interview process if they start asking questions. Also anticipate red flags. Uh, it's in the interview that you have a chance to sometimes talk about those things that you want to bring attention to, like lower entrance exam scores, uh, repeated entrance exams, maybe semesters where you had drops in GPA, you want to highlight increasing GPA trends, anything like that that we want to make sure that the admissions committee has in their back pocket as they're starting to consider you as a candidate. 
And then always think in advance. You know, what are your motivations for the profession? You know, what would be alternatives? You know, a common question is, what, what will you do if we don't accept you? You know, what would you see yourself doing if we didn't need doctors anymore? You know, what would be something in life that you'd like to do? So always know what are your motivations for this profession, but what are alternatives that would be out there in life that you would think about and the reasons why you would do that. And then you have the ability to do a lot of research on the school and also in the field. Some questions that might come up might have to do with the, the future of the field that you're going into. So knowing the professional association websites, what are the hot topics that they're dealing with in the profession. Um, mindful of articles in newspapers and journals about things that are going on in research or maybe things that are going on at that school. So just spend some time really researching in advance. And then relax. Yes, this day is going to be a little nerve-wracking because there's a lot of weight put on it, um, but also if you realize that everybody else in that room is dealing with the exact same thing, it's a little easier for you to step back, interact with other people who are interviewing um, because these are going to be your future classmates. And that might be one of the factors that you think about when you're choosing this program is how comfortable were you with other people who are also looking at the same school. The part. Um, your audience, they're professionals, and so we want to look professional. We also want to make sure that we set a good first impression. Um, this is not a time for us to make a statement about who we are as a person by the way we dress. So if pink's your favorite color, it doesn't necessarily mean that pink should be what you wear for the interview that day. Um, think about how that's going to stand out. your bank account to have a nice looking suit. A good looking wardrobe can be very affordable. Um, we've had students use Goodwill as a place to go and get a suit because sometimes um, people don't wear suits all that often and so the suits are in really good condition and very affordable. And there are also places that have really good suit sales. So if you can get two or three different suit combinations for a couple hundred dollars and you know that you'll be able to use those. The best looking suit um, if you can't afford it. The dress or your wardrobe, your attire for the day, um, really consider that there is a difference between dressy and professional. Um, I always tell students this is not the way you look on Monday night for sorority. This is how you look if you were going to a business meeting um, as a professional. And we want to make sure that, that students are mindful. That's not always professional. That might be very dressy. So how do you look? The color and pattern can be okay, you know, how you mix things up a little bit, but again, we don't want to stand out. We want to have color and pattern that are within reason. If you're a female, make sure you pay attention to your skirt length. Um, we want it to be about knee length when standing so that when you do sit down and you cross your legs, it doesn't um, go up to mid-thigh. Possible. This includes your feet, so wear stockings if you're wearing your dress shoes. Um, avoid open-toed sandals or anything that uh, would show more of your skin than necessary. Uh, for females, make sure you cover your shoulders um, at all times. So make sure you wear a jacket if you have a shell or a camisole underneath that would cover your shoulders. And then also be mindful of your neckline. And because you're going to be doing 
can also. Don't wear a brand new pair of shoes if you're going to be walking a lot on a campus and you haven't had a chance to really break them in. So here's some examples of some good interview dress. They all look very professional. We've got some color in there. That's nice. Um, so these are some good examples. These are some not so good examples. Again, not that they look bad, but they're not good examples for the type of impression you're wanting to make for a professional interview. A few more appearance tips to keep in mind. Uh, how you groom, style your hair for the day is important. If you have long hair, make sure that you're wearing it in a way that you're not going to play with it. That sometimes is something that comes up with, with females. Um, gentlemen sometimes are always used to wearing hats and so to have their head out of a hat is sometimes not always comfortable. So we want to just wear your hair a few times, how it's going to be for the day of the interview. Uh, gentlemen, make sure that you have uh, facial hair that you have manicured prior to and that it looks sharp. Again, facial hair is not a time to make a statement, so the handlebar mustache would not be appropriate for your interview. I did it once to do that. And then makeup. Make sure your makeup is presentable. Not a time to try out the great teal eyeshadow just because it matches your suit. Um, be conservative with it. Manicure, nail polish. Make sure your hands look nice. Again, health professions, people will pay a little bit more attention to how things look. And then don't go overboard on perfume or colognes or scented lotions um, because some people that you might be interviewing with may have allergies to those. And even though it's not heavy for you, it will be heavy for somebody else and you will be sweating. And so those scents will intensify a little bit. And just basic hygiene. Um, you're going to sweat, you're going to be nervous. So what are the things that you need to do so that you feel comfortable and confident going into that interview room? How you accessorize. Uh, we want to make sure that if you wear jewelry that it complements what you're what you're wearing for the day with the rest of your outfit, but don't play with them. It's very common for people when they get nervous to twist their rings around, or if they have watches on, they play with their rings, or they play with their necklaces. These are all things that if in a practice interview you find that you do that, just leave those things home. It's okay, they're, they're not going to be looking for expectations that you have a certain amount of jewelry on for the day. Um, body piercings. If you have body piercings, ears and others, um, just Think about the group that you're interviewing with. I suggest that if you have eyebrow piercings, lip piercings, tongue piercings, nose piercings, cheek piercings, or anything other than your ears, that those are left out for the day. We want to, again, be fairly conservative and not make a statement. Same with visible tattoos. Make sure those are, are covered, or um, at least for the time of interview, that they're not being displayed prominently. Try to keep bags to a minimum. You're going to have to carry anything around that you take, and that should just be something that you plan for. So we're not going to want to haul a lot of extra bags. You might bring a portfolio along so that you can collect some materials or have some extra materials available. But again, it should not, it should not um, detract from the interview that's taking place. And just leave your cell phone secured in a car. That way you don't take any chances that it would go off during that, including vibrating. Um, vibrating can be a distraction if it's something that they can't actually hear or um, they notice it in a bag. So just leave it secured in a car. And we definitely want you to practice. Um, it's going to at least make them more comfortable. And you can do these through mock interviews that are held um, with the Explore Center and Career Services. These are half-hour interviews with a professional um, from our staff 
who will actually go through a general question format with you to help you uh, get a sense of how you answer questions in a timed format, and then also give you some feedback so that you can work on um, polishing your responses or making yourself more comfortable when you're sitting face to face with somebody. The mock interviews, a lot of times students will want to know when is a good time to do it. Um, try one sometime in the year before you want to apply just to see how comfortable it is. It might also give you some things to think about that you're going to put in the written application. Um, and then definitely schedule one before you have an actual interview. And then once you've had a real interview, if there's some things that you feel like you need to work on prior to going to another interview, we always want to make sure that you are the best person going in. And if that means that you need a little bit more practice, feel free to schedule those. And we also encourage that you dress for the part for the mock interview. Um, this means that if you're not used to wearing suits or the clothes that you would wear on actual interview day, that you can become more comfortable in those. Um, and also it's a chance to get feedback maybe from somebody to see kind of how you look and, and what they would suggest. Before you go in, there are lots of sample interview questions out there that you can look at. But if you just take some time to really assess for yourself, why are you going into this profession? Uh, what experiences prepared you to do this? How have you explored it? And why are you qualified? Those are all going to be basic questions, no matter how they ask them. That they're going. That they're going. They're going to want to get out of the interview. Also, if you think about the components in the career equation, that your skills and interests and your values will make a good fit, how are all of these coming across in your interview, and how are, do all of these come across in your application materials? And as always, use the resources you have available to become better at the interview process. The Explore Center and Career Services all have professional advisors that can talk you through interviews and help you understand the best way to do it. Before you sit down and have a conversation, actually have a practice interview so you have something to work from.